Welcome to Off the Cuff with SDJ, a podcast about everyday life from the spiritual, the physical, and the metaphysical perspective. Each week, I'll bring you episodes that have a casual, laid-back, informal, and spontaneous look at this thing we call life. I'm Sunny Don Johnston. Now let's get started. Hey, 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 friends. Welcome to Off the Cuff with SDJ. That is me. Come on in, friends. Say hello. Let me know that you're with me, that you can hear me, that you can see me, that all is well on this April 1st. April 1st, otherwise known as April Fool's Day. I love April Fool's. I haven't thought of a freaking joke. I haven't thought of a thing to do to my husband yet. I'm like, I love to do um, practical jokes and stuff. We've always done them. But I haven't been able to think of anything new. So if you guys have any ideas, throw them out there, okay? Um, I will tell you one of the best April Fool's things I've, I did, though, is a couple of years ago, we had a uh, we had a team meeting. It was on a Friday, and so we had a team meeting, and I had a, a, a bowl of um, almonds, just like regular almonds, and then I had a bowl of chocolate-covered almonds, and, um, and so I gave them the chocolate-covered almonds, and then um, I had my husband come in and bring the other bowl of almonds and put them down, like that I didn't notice that he had put those down. And then um, when, and so when I came back, like I left for a few minutes, when I came back, the girls were eating some of the regular almonds. And then I told them that I had sucked all the chocolate off of all of them. And, and then I just, I did, I just wanted the chocolate, not the nuts. So I'd sucked all the chocolate off of those ones and put them in that bowl and that they weren't supposed to be eating those. It was so funny. Oh my goodness, it was so funny. Anyway, happy April Fool's Day. Happy April 1st, guys. We have a fun show today because we have a guest, a surprise guest. I didn't actually announce her. I didn't want any of y'all to know because this is going to be a fun thing. Um, we have Dr. Lisa Thompson back with us uh, who has been on the show actually twice before um, because we had one little issue once with technology. Um, but she is doing human design readings. And um, so she is actually going to do my human design chart right here live with all of you. So we're all together going to learn probably more about me than you ever wanted to know and probably some secrets that I don't want you to know, but I don't know what the secrets are. So we're going to find out. So I'm going to bring Dr. Lisa Thompson in in just a minute to do our human design um, reading for me, which is going to be so fun. But I wanted to just take a moment real quick, guys, um, to just um, take a minute of celebration. Because today, April 1st, is the day, one year ago today, that we started Off the Cuff podcast. Um, one year ago today, we decided to bring in um, the energy of this space come together, help support each other. And so for one year, I have been coming on here um, every weekday at 1.11 p.m. Pacific time to um, to serve in whatever way that was. Some hard ways, some fun ways, some play, done lots of cool interviews. I think we've interviewed um, nearly 100 people, um, somewhere, somewhere close to that. Um, and we have done, um, what was it, like 100 what was it? Um, 255 shows 
um, live. And then I think there were like 14 of them that I did pre-recorded, something like that. So it has been really amazing um, opportunity to spend all this time with all of you. And I greatly appreciate um, all that um, you have done and been here. And, and I hope that we've been able to serve you as we've walked through this pandemic. Um, we appreciate you guys sharing and letting other people know about this. So right now, take a moment and tag somebody that you know that might be interested in human design. Tag somebody that you know is interested in kind of the spiritual woo-woo stuff. Tag somebody that, um, that you know could learn from this or hit that little share button at the bottom of your mobile device and let people know that they can come and join us and learn something about, you might learn something about yourself too, not just me. So let's bring Dr. Lisa in, hang tight. Hello, Lisa. Hi, congratulations on one year. I know, yay, right? So exciting. Woo! Who knew I would I would make it that long? Uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still here, still standing. So, so are all of you. So we're doing good. We're doing good. All right, Lisa. So we are excited. I'm excited to, I got, I got my notebook. I'm going to write myself, myself my notes. Um, I'm excited to be able to hear what it is that um, that you have to share. But I, I want to start just by having um, you share with everyone what human design is and kind of how you came about it so that they have a little bit of understanding. And then we're going to dive in, okay? Perfect. Okay. So human design, it's a newer modality. It was actually um, founded in 1987, so 30 years ago. And um, a man named Ra Uruhu, he basically, he channeled this for eight days, all this information. Eight days? That's all it took him? It, <laughs> it just flowed out through wow. everything that human design incorporates, which is Western astrology, the Hindu chakra system, the Kabbalah tree of life, the I Ching, genetics, and quantum mechanics. So it really is science meets spirituality which is one of the things that I love being a scientist and also, you know, being in the spiritual realm. Right. Right. So that, That's awesome. It speaks to me. And um, how I came about it was seven years ago, um, a very good friend of mine back in Olympia, she um, was working with a human design coach in Olympia. And she was like, yeah, you know, maybe you want to get a reading done because she was using it for herself, but also with her employees. Mm. Because knowing how your employees operate, you can get more out of them mm -hmm. and you're mm -hmm. more forgiving. You know, you're basically you can channel their energy and their talents and skills to their best ability rather than sure. them to be something that they're not. So mm -hmm. that's how she was using it. And so I thought, OK, you know, I'll I'll get a session with Kathy. And mm -hmm. so I. um Kathy did a, a chart reading for me and it was like, wow, there's so much information here that I could actually apply right away. And mm -hmm. the, the, num the top two things that I, for me that are important are my type and my inner authority. And we're going to talk about those in depth with you because okay. those are the practical tools that, that every person can work with, with their human design. The other, the other elements of it have to do with underlying qualities, traits, characteristics that we have, some of which are unconscious to us that come from our epigenetic lineage, 
And then others that are fully conscious realize traits that we know and understand about ourselves. So I know. So the other thing is that for people who are maybe wondering, what's my life purpose? What's my karmic life theme? Or um, those are some of the things that human design can answer. And I took a look at that at your chart as well, because I thought, well, it'd be interesting to see, are you on your right path? to learn and of course you are (laughs) (laughs) maybe i'm supposed to be an astronaut who knows (laughs) and so so i started working um with my coach kathy and um and i was using it with my employees i was using it with my kids and trying to understand people better um how can i be a better parent to my kids because when we, if we try to force our kids to be something that they're not, we're conditioning them and they're not their true selves. They're not authentic and it can cause a life of struggle. So when we know who, who we are, but also who other people are, there's much more grace that we can give them. And so especially it's been um, amazing for me to know this information for my son because he is highly unique in his design and be for me being able That's to such a lovely way to say it highly <laughs> unique in his design <laughs> i'm gonna start saying that about my son he's highly yeah. unique in his design <laughs> yes <laughs> so and so being able as his mom just see him for who he really is mm-hmm. and help guide him in a way that supports him instead of like shames him or guilts him into being something that he's not. Right. I, you know, I can be a better parent that way. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. And then looking at it with relationships, like, you know, with my friendships, with my husband, with my ex-husbands, you know, Mm -hmm. looking at human design can show you areas where there's great friendship, where there's electromagnetic, Medic like connection mm-hmm. and areas where there are challenges. So mm-hmm. there's so many ways to use it. And mm-hmm. so then I had the opportunity um, a few years ago to actually get trained by my coach to actually start working with my clients doing human design. And so for the last three to four years, I have been um, learning from her continuously about this because it goes so deep. And yeah, so- I remember that. I remember that. So I had I had an experience with human design like gosh, 2008, 2010 somewhere like that and and the gal uh I was it was right after I wrote my book. So no, it must have been 2011 and 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 she had written a book on human design and so she she you know gave me my chart and she kind of read things to me and I was like, "Oh my god, that's fascinating." And there but there was so much, like so much to it. I couldn't even I couldn't even take it all in, let alone follow it all, right? So I, I would imagine that you've got like a chart and then you kind of have to process through all these different areas. You do. And um, part of it is learning to decondition yourself mm. from society's <laughs> expectations of who you are and how you operate and even your family and friends. Sure. It's like a peeling back of an onion, layers of an onion. And Ra, the, you know, the creator of this, he, he says it takes about seven years mm-hmm. for you to fully realize your design if you're working with it all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the amount of time that it takes for all of our cells to fully regenerate our body. 
right? Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Let's let's dig in. Let's see what we're gonna find out, y'all. Y'all ready to find out all my inner story that I don't even know about? Well, and I for those that watch you and know you and work with you, no one is gonna be surprised by any of this. They're gonna be like, oh, well, of course. <laughs> Oh man, I thought there'd be some sneaky surprises in there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we have a short amount of time though. So I know, I know. All right. So let's okay. let's tell yeah, let's talk talk about the things that you feel like are the most important and, and what other people could benefit from learning, and then we'll just see where we go. Okay, perfect. So the um <laughs> the first thing that I always like to talk about in a chart is the type. There are five types in human design. And you and I are the same type. We are what's known as a generator. And so well, that's not surprising. No. And so what a generator is, we basically, we are the energizer bunnies of the world. We have unlimited battery power energy for things that we actually want to be doing. We get burned out when we are doing too much or things that don't fill us up. Yeah. And so one thing that's really important for us is to make sure that when we're saying yes to something, just because we have so much energy, that is something that our soul really wants to say yes to. And um, so for those of you generators out there, really checking in with yourself and getting a true yes. Because what that yes is going to indicate is, yes, I have the energy to do this thing. Mm -hmm. And it may change. You know, you may have a no or not now. That doesn't mean it's no forever. It just means in that moment when you're being presented something, you don't have the energy for it. But maybe 20 minutes later, you do. Mm -hmm. So um, the other thing about being a generator is we are not supposed to initiate things happening. We are supposed to wait to respond to some stimulus, mm -hmm. whether it's um, an email, a phone call, someone asking us, do you want to do this? Our job is to um, wait and then get that yes or no. Mm -hmm. And then if we get the yes, then to actually take action. Now, I remember when I was told that and I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Me, right. wait. And then as I thought about it and I've told, I've, I mean, you know, you've been in lots of my programs. I've told you guys all along, my entire business has been created by people, by me just listening and people saying, could you teach this? Will you do that? Yep. 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 And that's how my entire business has grown. So that actually, even though a lot of you are like, you know, that I'm a go, go, go and do, 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 um, I do it from a place of, of, of invitation, I guess, on some level. Sometimes I think the invitation might even be spirit invitation, but it's absolutely invitation. So that's very true. Yes. And, and that's a good point because, you know, I used to think, no, I'm like, I create my reality. I'm a manifester. And the thing is, is that waiting to respond to something doesn't mean that we're just sitting at home being hermited up. We are just naturally out in the world interacting and with that, we're vortex energy. We pull things into us, opportunities all the time. Yeah. So don't ever be afraid for those of you generators out there or manifesting generators that opportunities aren't going to come to you. They right. will. But you just have to be living out in the world. 
Right. You have to be in the and being in the energy of that vibration to attract those experiences and opportunities to you. So if you're in the energy, it has to come. So the invites have to come. Exactly. So what where we get into trouble or where maybe there's six not the the success that we want is when we're trying to initiate something and push it, push it, push it. That is not working with our type. Yeah. We we really do. Like you said, you know, people are like, can you do this? And you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed even recently is when I'm trying to create different opportunities, classes, programs is when I think something's going to be great, but no one asked for it, then it doesn't work out. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I mean, even this, I asked you, I said, Hey, would you do a live? Would you do a live and let's do this on? Oh yeah, for sure. I'm in. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, it always, and I talk about that a lot, actually, in, in my business community is, you know, I don't ever go by what I think, not anymore, because I've learned what I think people need. I wait and listen to what they need. And then I respond. Right. And it always works that way. Always works. But the other way, freaking, I can just, and I can do this because I'm good at this, but yeah. it doesn't move anywhere. Well, <laughs> so the only True people that can initiate things are the manifestors, the true, not the manifesting generators, but the manifestors are only 8% of the population, Mm -hmm. but they're the ones that get things going. And then the rest of us are like, okay, yes, we can get on that train or go that direction. Yeah. That's my son. He's a manifester. Got it. Don't tell them no, just stay out of their way. (laughs) Let them Especially when they're children. I bet my son is a manifester too. Yeah. (laughs) So um, the other thing about being a generator though, is that we tend to, once we start something, we tend to need to do it to completion, even if we don't want to be doing it anymore. And I know for me, that's where I have gotten myself in trouble in careers, relationships, and other projects Mm -hmm. where we don't have the off button, Mm -hmm. like the stop button until it's done. Mm -hmm. And so the way that we can get ourselves out of that is if uh, new opportunities are coming our way that kind of, or we, we become the observer, observer of that to shift our energy. Like, Oh, okay. I don't have to keep doing this, Mm -hmm. but we don't, we're not able to naturally do it ourselves. We need an external stimulus to help us like stop in our tracks and shift our focus. So another, another invitation of sorts. Exactly. Exactly. And so, but someone like a manifesting generator, they're able to pivot. They keep checking with themselves. Do I still have the energy? Do I still have the energy? And if they get the no, they can stop themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's the slight difference between a manifesting generator and a generator. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay, so we we have a tendency to we just keep going and going and going and we don't know when to stop unless something literally stops us. Yes. So, the, so that's our nature. But then so what happens, Lisa? So if that's our nature and like I would say I for sure have been that. But I think that I've really learned how to um, be able to redirect. So is that just saying that that's more of like um how uh, on a, uh, naturally you would work, but you learn how to shift your energy or how, how does that then serve us ultimately as far as knowing that? So I think 
um, knowing that, then we can actually become more conscious of when there's a new thing that we can shift our energy to. Okay, so like the manifesting generator, like checking in, because that's what I do now is I check in. Okay, yeah, I'm done with this. Yes, or if we get outside stimulus, like our friends or family are like, you know, do you really want to keep doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, do you really want to be in this relationship? Do you right. really want to? And and so then if someone is able to help us right. like, stop that cycle, yeah. Then, then we become able to like, oh, okay, let's stop and shift our focus. But otherwise, we get our blinders on. Yeah, for sure. Just head down. We we can do it. We can get through anything. Yep. Yep, for sure. Okay, that fits. So, generators, (laughs) we we have that energy, but we want to only put our energy where we actually have that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we get to our yes? That's where our inner authority comes from. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, inner authority, there are a lot of different kinds of inner authorities, and you have sacral authority. So okay. do I. Okay. And so, we are 33% of the population. And what it means is we get our yeses in our gut. So only one third of the population can trust their gut to get their answer. And a lot of people who are sacral, they'll be like, you know, go with your gut feeling, go with your gut feeling. But that's because that's their natural way to get to their yes. But that's not a good strategy for the majority of the population. Mm-hmm. So we have the ability to get a yes in the moment that something is being asked to us. Mm-hmm. And we're going to feel it. It's an energy that we're going to feel in our gut. And it's going to be like a guttural, uh-huh, or uh-huh kind of feeling. It's not a verbal, like, yes or no. It's like this energy expansion feeling. And when we get that gut feeling of like, yes, even if we have fear, we got to take that step. Yeah. Because yeah. that's our school saying, yes, mm-hmm. take that step. And it might be scary. And... You know, you've moved through a lot of scary things. So have I. Mm-hmm. We then have come out where we just, if we follow that inner authority, it's like our inner GPS, our inner compass. Mm-hmm. If we keep taking the steps that are saying yes, then life is going to just flow so much more beautifully. And we don't have to know the entire path. In fact, our inner authority will not give us the entire trajectory of where we're going. But if we have the focus of, Hey, this is what I'm trying to create or manifest. And then we get that. Yes, yes, yes. It's going to steer us towards that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's absolutely true for me. Okay. And then, but for us, because we get that instant, yes, um, we have to be patient with those people who have to process. Oh, that doesn't work. I know. No, 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 no. My best friend. She has emotional authority and she has to process everything. So <laughs> I know the answer for me and for her. And I, I have to wait for her to catch up. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, and I, I get that. And I think, I think that that's something we learn how to do. I know 20 years ago when I first started doing this work, I, my patience level was like, come on, hello. It's like right in front. Let's, let's go. And now I think I'm very patient with, with students and clients because I've learned that, but man, was that a hard one to learn. It is, especially mm-hmm. when that's not naturally who we are. For sure. 
And I mean, and the thing about human design and the more that I work with different clients and see these designs, everyone is designed beautifully. Some people may not like how they're designed as much. Like, why do I have to have a little more challenging situation than that person? But it's, this is actually the life you came in to choose to be. So human design definitely takes reincarnation into consideration. <clears throat> who we're designed to be in this slice of time. Mm-hmm. It's not who we are, like, if, you know, at our core. Right, right. Yep. Just this expression right now, this this human physical moment. Correct, correct. So, um, so fifty percent of the population has emotional authority, and mm-hmm. has to go through some kind of emotional highs and lows, or ratcheting up and crashing, um, in order for them to get to their decision. Other people will just get like a little flash in their head, a spark, an aha moment. Mm-hmm. Other. It's like comes from their voice. And the most challenging one in terms of time are the reflectors who need at least one full lunar cycle to experience all the information and then they get to their answer. Hmm. But they're one percent of the population. That's a long time to wait. Can you imagine? Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. No, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. Let's go now. Exactly. So, so we just have to wait, you know, for our people to come along with us and mm-hmm. they'll get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so the main thing for those of you that are sacral authority is always trust your gut over your mind. Yeah. When you, if there's any hesitation in your answer, you're already going to your logical mind. And that is not where you should be answering from. Yeah. Yeah. I say a lot. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of you have heard me say this. I always go with my gut because this is not the best thing to make decisions for me in my life. And I know that, like, I know that this is not the healthiest place to be. And so this is honest. This is true. And this is right for me. Yes. And actually none of the inner authorities are supposed to be in their logical mind. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah. interesting. <laughs> That's great. Good validation. Friends, those of you that are, um, Uh, sacral authorities along with me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now, um, like astrology, there are the different planetary bodies influence the chart. And Mm -hmm. so the sun has 70% influence over a design. Okay. Okay. Now in a human design chart, we have 64 gates which relate to the 64 characters of the I Ching and the 64 codon genetics um, or codons in our genetics. So everyone has 64 potentials and our, your son happens to be in gate 25, which is the gate of innocence. Oh. And so basically it's, so it's one of the four love gates. Hmm. And this one is all about universal, unconditional love, Mm -hmm. which is exactly who you are. Mm -hmm. That's what you're all about. And so 70% of, so our son has 70% influence in that, in that area. Okay. So in, um, so 70% in your entire design of your character. Oh, my whole design. Oh, 
that's a lot of love. No wonder I have had to learn that over and over again. Right? Yes. <laughs> gotcha. And so the, the other part of this particular gate and for you and your sun sign is that basically it's that you have this deep trust in the universe that it's going to look after you and help you conquer everything. So basically you're willing to take risks and gambles because you know that you have that trust in the universe has your back. Yeah, that's absolute. Yeah. And I know you've had to learn that. Mm -hmm. But I, I for sure do have that. And I think one of my favorite mantras, mantras is I trust the process of the universe. Yeah. I trust the universe has got me. I, I trust and universe the two words I use, and they're right in that statement you just said. Yeah. The other thing about this gate is that it's one of the most healing gates that brings about healing in yourself and in others. Mm -hmm. Well, this isn't even a surprise at all, Lisa. Come on now. Well, I know. Well, just like me. Okay, right. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the thing. And, and this sun gate it's on your conscious side. So it is something that you do know about yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but what I want to show people in your audience is like how accurate these charts are mm -hmm. like as to who you are. And so some people might not be as aware of their gifts and, and abilities, talent. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a great thing to become aware of like, oh, okay, this really, this is the major influence in my life. Right. And right. how, yeah, how we can operate from that point if we're not living that because not everyone is living their design. Right. They have been so conditioned, you know, by family and society, they're living someone else's life, not their own. So the more, the more, um, the more you have bought into other people's experiences of life, the less you live your design, which probably also then means the less in alignment you are for yourself, maybe uh, the more healing you need or, or the more uh, alignment is the word I kept hearing. That it is and it's, it's really, it's living from your type and inner authority. Mm -hmm. That is your true authentic way to live your life and make your decisions. Mm -hmm. So when you start doing those two things, and so again, for us, we're both generators and sacral. So when we wait to respond instead of pushing something and we get that gut, yes, when we do that and take those actions, then we start living our life naturally the way right. that we're truly designed. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so true. And it's so interesting for those of you that are new and haven't don't know a lot about my history one of the things that um i do teach and talk a lot about is the fact that um when i you know after i had my son as a teenager and once i had him i really recognized that i had to work on healing myself and work on self-love and so healing myself is and 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 self-love are the is the sun sign where my sun sign is it's giving so much of my attention to my life and it wasn't about doing it for others because I couldn't even, I couldn't do it for others because I couldn't do it for myself. So once I started having that uh, ability for myself, then, then the, the invitation opened to help others with it. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. So that gate is all about, yes, heal yourself first. And then from that place, then you're able to heal others. And I actually, I have that gate in my chart as well. Mm. 
And I so work is almost like twinsies. Well, we have a couple other things. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So actually, one of the other things that I love about let me find this um, that I love about so you have the gate of serendipity. Oh. Yeah. Um, basically, you put yourself naturally in situations, the right time, right place for opportunities to come your way. And you have this three different areas in your chart. And oh. so basically, you know, you just, the other thing about this is treating your body as a temple because you know that that is how you're able to express this beautiful life. Mm -hmm. And that's part of your message too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so is it normal to have, like you said that that serendipity is in three areas of my chart. Is it it, like when I think like of astrology chart, I think, okay, I've got fire and nine, nine signs and fire. Right. And so is it kind of like that where you have some, where you have a whole bunch and then others, maybe you don't have any. Okay. And so for you, what that means is that that gate really is strong mm-hmm. in your chart. Yeah, that's a really- and, it, and it's abs- that's absolutely true. I am I am often at the right place at the right time, and that might not look pretty, like you know, an accident, and I help somebody pass over or whatever. But it is absolutely divine timing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, okay, another really cool thing about you. There's so many cool things, but you have the channel 2551, which is known as the channel of the shaman channel of initiation. And so basically, you know, you are here to be a way shower, which um, hello, that's what you're doing. (laughs) So you're here to experience life to heal yourself, do these things. And then from that place, then you truly teach people how they can do this as well. Yeah. And is that the word that's actually used as way shower? Um, I just, that just I just wanted that. So that's your word. Okay. Because I love that word. I, I don't use it a lot. I think sometimes I'm a, a little bit uncomfortable with it. Cause I'm like, I don't know. Teacher feels more like teacher. Like that's a big word. Everybody uses way shower. It feels like, Ooh, that's a big word, but I, I love the word. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's powerful because not everyone has this channel. And so really like you're here to wake people up to their higher calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why sometimes I shake the shit out of y'all and I go, hello, come on. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's your job. Yes. <laughs> so. See, it's my job, guys. I'm just doing my job. You are fully. Yep. And um, okay. So um, just a couple things about your energy centers. So we all have nine energy centers. Um, So it's like the Hindu chakra system with seven with two additional energy centers added on. And when in a chart, Um, these energy centers, they're either defined, meaning they're colored in on the chart or they're white, which means they're undefined. So when, when they're colored in, that means that we have 24 seven access to that energy center. That's always there. Just a part of who we are when it's undefined white, 
that means that we don't have consistent access to that energy. And so that those areas are where we can be influenced by other people very easily. Whereas where the areas where we're defined, if people that come into our energy field have that undefined, then we can influence them in those areas. Okay, so two areas for you that are really interesting are you have an undefined splenic center. Splenic. Splenic. And spleen, the spleen is all about our intuition, our instincts. It's where the fear resides. It's safety and health, taste and smell. Mm-hmm. And so you have it undefined. And when people have it undefined, they tend to have heightened psychic ability. Hmm. And yeah. And so, and so the, those that have it defined, they have consistent like instincts and intuition, like their antenna are going up all the time, sensing the environment. They can be spontaneous and make shifts <laughs> <just> instinctively. But <clears throat> undefined like you, that's like a true psychic knowingness that comes through. Huh. Interesting. And that's also people who have it undefined. Um, it's really easy for them to take on the fears of other people or, or experience those fears and they amplify them. Yeah. They feel yeah. them stronger than the people that actually have the fears. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's part of the learning and training of of observing and maintaining energy and all of those things. Cause that for sure has been one of my greatest challenges that little undefined spleenish thing. Yeah, well, so then your other undefined area um, that I wanna talk about is your undefined solar plexus, which is your Mm -hmm. emotional center. And so in a similar way, this is where when it's undefined, you are feeling everyone's emotions, like that's the true empath center, Mm -hmm. where you're feeling the emotions stronger than people are feeling them themselves. And I have that undefined as well. And so what's happened, though, is for me, um, earlier in my life, when I wasn't aware of this, I would take on people's emotions as my own and carry them with me. Mm-hmm. And it, only only several years ago did I realize, oh, shit, I'm doing that. Right. This, these are not my emotions. So in our, like, if we're just by ourselves, not around anyone, our natural state of being is this calm, neutral place. We are not going through emotional roller coaster. That's not naturally who you and I are. Mm-hmm. And but then we come into the realm with someone who has that emotional um, center defined. Then we're going to be able to feel them, mm-hmm. and we have to know that that's them and not us. Right. And you taught me the Archangel Michael bubble, and for me, I have to do that every day. Yeah. And even with that, though, the people that I'm closest to, like my kids and my husband, mm-hmm. I even when I bubble myself, their emotions influence me. Right. Um, I have to be very, very conscious of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. And that's 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 the work right there. Is that so? So when you are around, so when you're around people that are defined, that comes up. What if you're around somebody who's undefined? Then does that just um, uh, do you have more clarity and more separation, more boundaries naturally? Yeah. Okay. You do. You do. Although it depends on um, if you have gates that line up. Um, so where they, 
someone might have a gate that's directly across from a gate that you have. And when they come together, they actually form a channel and they light that center up. Mm-hmm. So then you actually have your own emotions. Gotcha. But otherwise, when you're undefined, you are basically like a mag- your magnifying glass. You're a reflector for that energy. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other area where you're undefined, and I have this as well, is your crown center is undefined. Okay. So what that means is that you're going to have ideas and inspiration just pop into your head at different times. It's not going to be fully consistent 24-7. And the best way for you to get these ideas, the best environment, is to be an inspirational and artistic environment. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> or, you know, like me, I'll just, I'll have random thoughts. Like I'll be blow drying my hair or in the shower and I'll just like all of a sudden have it, you know, a thought pop in. Mm-hmm. It's not like we we're constantly processing up here. Right. No, they, and they always just pop into me, come in it yeah. whenever I'm usually not thinking about it, it just pops in. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. But having that that undefined as well, I think in, in working with people who I know are channelers and mediums and stuff that that allows that information to flow. Mm-hmm. So we don't get in the way of it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So that makes sense. Wow. Do I have anything else? I got a spleen, a solar plexus and a crown that are undefined. Defined. Now nine are defined. Everywhere where else you are defined. And the one one area that um, is not going to be surprising for people that you have defined is your willpower, your heart center, <laughs> which only 37% of the population has that defined. Hmm. And what, what that means is that you, if you have a passion for something, you have the willpower to make that happen no matter what. Nothing is going to stop you and get in your way. True. So, True. Yeah. I confess. Yep. (laughs) And you also have a defined self-center, which is your identity. And so you know who you are and you are who you are, no matter what um, environment you're in, what people you're around. Mm -hmm. Where someone where it's undefined, they actually become who they are with. Mm. Huh. Okay. My daughter, she has that. My mom has that as well. And one of my ex And it's interesting to watch that because I have seen it in my daughter where depending on what group of friends she's hanging out with really mm. does define who she becomes and what behaviors she has. Mm. Interesting. So it's important for people with that undefined to be around people with good intentions. Sure. They help hold you up and lift you up instead of bring you down because you have more, inf- you're more influenced that way. Correct. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's true too. Yep. So and far you're telling all truths, Lisa. I know. The other thing is that your um, throat center is defined. So you have constant access to your voice. You are able to share information. You have no problem speaking. And you're able to speak it the same way to every audience, no matter who it's with. Now, I know you read the audience and you will um, figure out maybe what you're going to teach that day. 
um, based on the audience, but you always have access to your voice mm -hmm. where someone like me, I have it undefined. Mm -hmm. I don't have constant access to my voice mm -hmm. and I've noticed that. So I have to, for me, um, depending on who I come together with, Mm -hmm. Someone like you, you activate me. So I'm able then to just talk, 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 talk. And you give me release for that. Right. And there might be other people that connect me up with the gates that will activate that throat as well. And so would it be because you're undefined, either you have somebody that's defined that helps you to pull that voice in, or you have a gate that connects you to the ability to do that. Okay. Yep, right. And so being undefined, then what someone who's undefined, um, we change how we say things based on who we're with because we're going to activate a different part of that throat. Mm. So Got we're not consistent in how we're speaking a message. Okay. Similar to the um, self, the uh, the the centered centered one, where you change who you are based on the group. This is you change what you say based on who you're around. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Huh. Interesting, huh? <laughs> it is interesting. It's interesting. It's all true. Yeah. All true. So is there anything in that chart that surprised you that you're like, huh, nothing? Uh, nothing. Because <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty much an open book for sure. Like you guys know me and I'm pretty much just kind of how I am is how I am. Um, yeah. So obviously, I guess I, I'm not hiding anything. <laughs> you are not. And I mean, the thing, like I've gotten to know you so well over the last four years. And so what's really cool is that um, when I'm doing charts for people that I actually know, then I'm like, like I did Brandy last week, right? And so I was like, well, of course, Brandy, this is you. And she's like, oh, okay. Because she she wasn't necessarily fully embracing or not right. wanting to that you've been telling her mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. the last few years and that yep. it's like fully in her chart. And so knowing her and her story and like, I, I was like, this is who you are. Yeah. And so it's just really great um, for me, confirmation of how accurate these human design charts are. Sure. And sure. I know someone and then I'm like, Oh, it's right here in the chart that this mm -hmm. is who you are too. Whereas if I'm if I'm doing a reading for someone that I don't know as well, maybe they're a complete stranger, or I only know them as an acquaintance or from social media, and then I'm like, okay, well, this is what it's saying that you are. Does this resonate with you? Right, and, right. But it's well, I would imagine that sometimes if people are 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 in a place where they're <clears throat> learning more about themselves or learning how to embrace some of the qualities that aren't always. You know, like, it's not always fun to hear, like, hey, you give your power away, or hey, you don't find, your, like, some of those yeah. things that, that sometimes it's lack of awareness, whereas for people that have done a lot of work and, and, and really kind of, um, we've dived into our, 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 our shit, um, have, uh, even if it's stuff we don't like, we have an awareness around it. Correct. Yeah, so it might come out as a surprise for some people, but for some of you that are watching right now that you're like, oh, I wonder what I am, there may be things that you are that you're like, oh, yeah, like I am, uh-huh, um, that's true. And then other areas that you're like, because you said there was some that are conscious and then some that are unconscious. So the unconscious ones you might not be aware of, but people around you would be. 
correct. So that would be traits like, oh, you do you do things just like your mom does. And you're like, no, I don't. But it's like, no, this is a trait that you have that's right. coming from that family lineage. Mm-hmm. That's such an unconscious part of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. It, but you may have that same trait on the conscious side. And so if it's on both sides, then you actually are aware of it. You just have it on both sides. Right. Right. Like you with the serendipity, you have it on both sides. Mm-hmm. It's coming from your family, but then it's also just who you are and what you know. Right. Right. And so do you think sometimes when it's on both sides, it's something that maybe we have, we, we don't necessarily know or understand. And then the more we embrace it, the, the stronger, yes. the more we enforce it, so to speak. I, I do. Mm-hmm. especially as we're growing into adulthood, you know, cause as kids we're just, you know, we're not fully aware. Right. <laughs> right. For sure. For sure. But, yeah. but we do become more and more aware of it over time. Right. Especially if we are looking at ourselves and doing the work. Yeah. Instead of just, you know, just being on autopilot. Right. Right. Well, and, and friends that are watching, I, I've done a lot of work for 20 years. So I, I do have a lot of awareness and I know some of my shadow stuff. And so I'm aware of it. And I think that that um, probably makes a difference. And when you're looking at human design, um, because like Lisa says, Oh, there's not really anything surprising there. And it's because most of you all know all my shadow stuff too. Like I I talk about it, but what I would just encourage you is for those of you that are like, um, you know, gosh, this is fascinating. And I'd like to know, well, why, why do I have certain behaviors and I don't really understand why I have them, then from my understanding, Lisa, and tell me if this is true, if you if you know your human design and you you hear that you understand, okay, hey, this is an undefined area of you, this is kind of your nature, and here's what you can do to um, to empower that 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 piece. Here you, you're not gonna change it to defined because you you can't change your design, but you can um, learn and you can grow and you can expand into having that awareness and bring it in into your consciousness. And I would think then the manifestation process and, and your experience in life could change. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, just even becoming aware, like for people who have a lot of undefined areas, just being aware how much influence other people are having over you. Mm-hmm. And so then you're realizing like, oh, that really isn't me. It's just, I think it's me, but it's not me. And so then it gives more space where you can be the observer of those people. Right. And so like even having that crown undefined, we have the ability to untangle people's thoughts and and see simplicity and clarity for them in a way that those are defined. They just get caught up in their heads. They just circle. Circle. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so interesting. We, we as healers, teachers, things like that, we have the ability then to use these powers to help other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you all, no matter what your chart is, you all have different powers that yes. help you in different ways and it's recognizing what they are and then using those to help direct your life. I just so happen to uh, intuitively and trusting the universe um, be guided to to my journey, which wasn't ever my plan. I was never planned. I never wrote out one, not once did I say, 
I want to talk to dead people and teach classes and stand up in front of lots of people. Like I, that was never my plan ever, guys, never. So it, I think that it's recognizing too that there's gifts in every single aspect of this. And it's just discovering what yours are and then allowing those to support your journey. Yeah. Well, and the other just really cool thing, um, if we have just another minute or two. Yeah, sure. Um, okay. Is, so, we can do whatever we want. Right. <laughs> and it's your anniversary, right? That's right. You can do whatever you want. So um, in a chart, we have what are called the north nodes and the south nodes. And so that tells you what your current life focus is. The south node is the first 40 so years of your life. Mm. And then the north node is age 40, roughly to the rest, to the end of your life. What your life focuses. Your crone years, some of people are telling me. I'm in my crone years. Yeah. Well, I'm there with you. I'm only okay. <laughs> you're behind you. <laughs> okay. So tell me what my crone years are looking like, Lisa. You have gate 49, and it's the gate of revolution. Oh, dear. <laughs> Basically, um, think of you. You are able to make major changes because you see a need for something in society that needs to be changed. So you, like, again, being a way shower. So think of it like um, the French Revolution. That started because, you know, the majority of the population was starving. Mm -hmm. So you see things in that bigger picture of like, wow, I need to be the change. You know, that's yeah. you. You are the revolution changer. So yeah. that is your current life focus for the rest of your life. For the, for <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that just got heavy real quick. <laughs> for the rest of your life, Sunny, this is what you're going to do. <laughs> but you know what? Here's, here's the truth, guys, in, in, in you know, lightheartedness and fun. The truth is, and this just loops us right back. <clears throat> the reason I started this off the cuff a year ago was because I saw a need. Mm -hmm. And I saw a need for people to support each other, to come together, to show up for each other, to hold each other's hand, to change the, the way that we were seeing things and to honor each other's choices. Because a year ago, we were in the middle of a political, um, you know, fight. There was a lot of the, um, the, the um, fear around the pandemic. And I knew that the one thing that I know I could do, and I, I, and I started that then, is I can help people um, recognize where their attention is, their thoughts, their patterns, their fears, and remind them that there is love in this world, there is support, and that we all have a right to have a voice, even if you don't like what the other person's saying, they have a right to say it. And that's the revolution, and it's very true. I'm gonna be on for my entire life because the reality of it is that I believe no matter what you're saying, that you, have, as a human being, have a right to take up space here, and you have a right to have the feelings that you have, and no one should ever be silenced from that. Um, and so it is, uh, I do have that revolutionary kind of um, vibe that has been more, that has been stronger in this past decade. So that is 
Very true. Yep. Very. So, like, I mean, you just intuitively are living your design the way it's beautifully laid out for you. Mm -hmm. And, and look at, look at what you've been able to achieve with that. Yeah. Well, my mama says I've known her her whole life and this is right on. <laughs> okay. That's what your mom said. Yeah. yeah. Well, my mom just said, now I was not revolutionary the first, the first 40 years. I for sure wasn't. What was I the first 40 years? Cause I wasn't revolutionary. Gate four. I didn't, I didn't look at that. I didn't even look at the South node because that's You're going to have to let me know. Cause I'm, I'm curious and you don't have to say it here, but um, yeah. I wasn't revolutionary. I had to build up my ability to find to find my way of saying it, to have the confidence to be able to say it, even if it was against what everybody else thought. Um, and and so it that would be interesting to know what that is. I will find that out for you. And okay. That. Cool. Cool. So okay. So if people want to dive in they want to get more involved in something like this they want to learn more about themselves and and the parts of them that they can move towards I, I am assuming that you do private sessions obviously so you can read people's charts maybe some workshops and things like that so tell them a little bit about how they can find you Lisa what, what opportunities they have okay so yeah one one of the things that I've been offering um, over the last year are one-on-one -on -one private one-hour human design chart readings. And some people want to do just the one session where they get the overall gist of them. Other people want to dive deeper into specific areas in their life. So we can do that. Um, the other thing, we can look at relationships because we have your chart and then we have the other person's chart and that actually forms a third chart. And so looking at how people interact with each other, mm -hmm. why in relationships, some things are working, some things are not working as well. Yeah. Um, that's a really, that's, I love looking at relationships. Well, that, that could be really fascinating because I, I always believe that when you're in a relationship, there's actually three entities and there's the person, the person and the energy of the relationship. So um, that's a fascinating way to be able to see how those are coming together and know which buttons are being pushed and which ones are creating support and gate. Well, that's really an interesting way to, especially with people you have challenging relationships with. Yes. Yes. So, um, so that's what I offer. And then I will be offering other workshops and classes upcoming. I just taught a four week class that ended a couple of weeks ago. That was amazing. And the, the women that were in that with me, like, this it, this can take years to really fully understand. Yeah. So even if even some of the people that took the class have gotten the reading because yeah. like, okay, I just you know I need more info. And so my website, the easiest way to get to my website is mysticmanta.com. You can also go to Dr. Lisa J. Thompson. It's hard to remember that J though. Dr. Lisa, let, me just put, let me put the mystic manta at least in the comments so that people can see that in the shop in my shop i have um i actually have a discount for those of you watching off the cuff so normally a one hour reading is 150 and right now through the end of the weekend it's 125 well it's how lovely you guys get to save some money awesome yeah that's and, fantastic um the you know, it's amazing. 
I do, I love doing this for people. I love helping um, them actually fully embrace who they are designed to be and appreciate how beautiful their design is. For sure. For sure. I mean, it, I think about like really the things that you told me, I can validate every single one of them. Um, but that's because I've, I've studied so much for so many years, but had I not had, had some of this been like, had you said, you know, well, Hey, this is why you struggle to use your voice or, or whatever, um, that could help you completely redirect your energy and, and, and start to understand instead of what I think a lot of us do is we just blame and shame, you know, let's just blame ourselves or feel shame or blame somebody else and instead go, okay, well, that's in my chart. And it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm held to staying small. It means I just need to direct it in a way that works for the nature of myself. Exactly. Exactly. And so like for me, the best advice Kathy gave me when I was writing was she's like, because I am undefined in my crown, my, my mind and my throat. She was like, if you ever get, get writer's block, get stuck, just go sit yourself in a coffee shop and be around the energy of this, these other people because they'll fill in those areas and then you will find your voice. You'll find the ideas that you need to mm. share. Interesting. And, and I wonder, and I'm the opposite. Like if I'm writing, I can't, I, like I really would love, like you know how people have, they're at a coffee shop and they have their coffee and they have their laptop and they just work there all day long. I couldn't fucking do that for one second because the people, and I love people. I love being around people, everything, but I it would make me crazy because when I'm writing, I need everything silent. Like, get away from me. Don't talk to me. Don't knock on my door. Don't don't have my phone. Be, nothing. Just let me let me focus. Yep. Because you're defined in your mind and your throat. So you already right. know what your mind needs to say. So yeah. you just get out of you. <laughs> right. And it, it drives me crazy because I think, gosh, that'd be so nice to go and hang out and watch people and stuff. Nope. Nope. I got to sit in the corner here. <laughs> <laughs> I remember writing my very first book um, when I was in the mortgage industry. I would have to go. I, my daughter was visiting her dad at the child visitation center, and I'd have to go and sit for two hours at a coffee shop. And so I would just sit and I wrote my book in two months just doing that because it just was able to flow out of me. Yeah, that's so interesting. And when I wrote one, when I wrote my second book, um, I went to my aunt's house where I couldn't have a phone, internet, nothing. So I wouldn't distract myself. And then I wrote the book in five days. But if I had the distractions, I just, I couldn't do it. Yep. So everyone has different strategies that work. For yes, them. yes, yeah. absolutely. So that's really great information, my friends. So thank you, Lisa, so much. That was so interesting. Friends, if you feel guided to, to work with Lisa, get some information, get some support or get your human design um, chart, then reach out to her. It's mysticmanta.com. Cynthia Iyer, yes, that's correct. Mysticmanta.com. And she'll have that information for her there. Thank you so much for listening to Off the Cuff with SDJ. If you gained some knowledge, if you felt a connection, if you got some ahas or insight into this thing we call life, if you feel like you're a little more elevated than you were before you listened to this podcast, then please subscribe to this podcast. And if you're already signed up, please rate and review it. I'd greatly appreciate it. 
If you want to get more information about me and what I have to offer, go to my website, sunnydonjohnston.com. Thanks so much, my friend, and I hope to see you next week.